0: Hello and thank you for downloading this podcast from Teacher. I'm Rebecca Vukovic. In today's episode of our School Improvement Series, I'm joined by Tasmanian educator Steve Harrison. Steve is Assistant Principal in Senior Secondary at Huonville High School and he also coordinates the nationally accredited aquaculture course at the Huon Valley Trade Training Centre, a vocational training centre which was established in 2012 for both student and adult learners. He joins me today to chat about the establishment of the centre, who was involved in the process and the courses available to students. Steve also shares more about the hands-on skills that students are learning in particular industries like aquaculture, as well as the broader soft skills that they could apply to any future employment opportunities. And importantly, Steve also shares more about the success of the program and how students are choosing to move into the Tasmanian aquaculture industry once they leave school. We cover a lot in today's episode. But to kick things off, I asked Steve to explain why there was a need in the community for the Trade Training Centre in the first place.
1: In the Huon Valley, we've got a number of uh, developing industries and a number of pre-existing industries and part of the um, the process to establish the centre was we needed to identify which industries needed uh, em- employment pathways and which need- industries needed training pathways towards those employment pathways, so that's how we were able to identify the industries that we need, particularly uh, my industry of aquaculture, obviously, um, and then those uh, those uh, needs were then submitted to the federal government, which was the previous Labor government um, under the Trade Training Centres in Schools program, and and the process sort of started from there.
0: And I believe the centre was opened in 2012. Could you tell me how it was established and who was involved in the process?
1: Okay, so this, the the centre was funded, as I said, by the, the previous Labor government, um, I think it was Julia Gillard's government, um, under the Trade Training Centres in Schools program, and uh, that was criticised by, um, by a, an opposition politician for being for attacking on uh, workshops on the back of high schools, and Tasmania looked a little bit more strategically at, uh, at that, and so instead of um, taking the funding and applying it to individual schools, we took a regional approach. So the Huon Valley Trade Training Centre was a consortium between four schools in the Huon Valley, um, pooling the resources under that, that program to develop a, a much larger centre which could actually serve the entire region. Um, so there was a steering committee um, made up of, of, the, of the schools, um, representatives from the industry, um, representatives from training providers such as uh, TAS TAFE and Seafood Training Tasmania, uh, and together the project came to fruition through that process.
0: Oh, fantastic. And I understand you developed the aquaculture course offered at the school, so for listeners who perhaps aren't familiar with what aquaculture is, could you give them a brief rundown?
1: Okay, so aquaculture is essentially the, the culturing or the farming of marine plants and animals. Basically, it's, it's fish farming, farming, farming fish in, in the sea. Uh, And in Tasmania, our our largest aquaculture industry is the Atlantic salmon industry. So every time you go into Coles or Woolies or wherever and you see Tasmanian salmon, well most of that is actually grown here in in the Huon Valley. Um, And so that industry employs in our region, which we've got about 12,000 people at the last census in our region, that industry itself employs close to 2,000 people in our region. So it's a a huge demand, Um, it's a highly technical industry, Um, so we're Growing fish from from eggs, uh, we raise them in fresh water. Um, then the salmon go through a metamorphic process where they want to transfer to salt water. So the fish are then transferred to sea cages where they're grown out to about five to six kilos and and then harvested. So that's that's what where our focus is with uh, with our aquaculture program, mainly around the salmon industry. Although we're starting to to dabble in others as well. We're starting to get involved in um, in sea urchins, for example, which is one of the projects that i I've been funded to to help develop, so I just returned from Japan and other places around the world investigating that industry as well. So, Wow,
0: yeah. and I want you to tell me now a little bit about the course itself and what students are learning exactly as part of the course.
1: Okay, so we, we run two courses, so we run a year 9-10 course which is Certificate 1 in Aquaculture, so it's a nationally accredited Program under the Seafood Industry Training Package, uh, so that's that course is an introductory program for for younger students um, to get them interested in in the industry, and then our main sort of bread and butter program is our Certificate II program, which is for our Year 11, 12 students and also members of adult members of the community, um, and that's a direct part, employment pathway where we work in partnership with the salmon companies, um, and it transitions towards towards employment there and we also value add it with a Certificate two in Maritime Operations course which allows the students the, to get a commercial boat operating licence which, which is required to work on the, on the fish farms.
0: Interesting, and I do want to talk about Pathways a little bit later in the conversation, but is this course unique or do you have the opportunity to collaborate with other schools who run similar programs in their own settings?
1: Um, There are some similar programs in Tasmania. We have a network of four trade training centres that are involved in aquaculture in some way, so there's, and it's quite unique because it's a partnership between uh, us as a a, a state school uh, and another state school up at St Helens on the east coast. But then with a Catholic school in Launceston and with a uh, independent Christian school up on the northwest coast. So, some of them uh, mainly focus on shellfish aquaculture. So that's growing um, oysters, um, and some also uh, focus on finfish, which is which is salmon. We worked collaboratively with uh, with Seafood Training Tasmania, which is our training provider, to develop the uh, the course materials, and make sure that they're all quality assured, and make sure sure that what we've got is actually really engaging and purposeful for their, for our students to undertake so Training in a school environment is a little bit different to training in, a, in an adult or a TAFE environment. We need to make sure that there's enough uh, practical and hands-on and day-to-day activities to, to give the students purpose in, in their learning. Um, otherwise, if we just do a sort of a, a fairly dry sort of TAFE sort of model, it doesn't actually uh, click necessarily with younger students as to why they why they're doing it. They're learning all this content, they're doing some work placements, but, but unless we actually operate our own um, our own hatchery, which we do here. Um, the students, uh, students sometimes can lack purpose. See, wolves, see a lack of purpose. So, our students, you mentioned before about the what do they do in their daily lessons. I didn't actually address that. So, yep. I'm just looking out the window today at some of my younger students who are here, doing what we call our daily routine. So they're doing a, a fish transfer. They're transferring um, 100, 500 gram fish from one tank into another so that they can uh, repair a tank. Um, They're doing that completely unsupervised. Um, They've already learnt the technical skills of of needing to keep the fish stress-free and make sure that the equipment is maintained. So those are the sort of things that they do on a day-to-day basis, Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I've read also that you've set up the centre to be much like a workplace. So I was wondering then how does that work and what responsibilities do the students have in this environment?
1: Okay, so the, the wider trade training centre, yeah, we, we did. We set it up to, to operate like a workplace. So when we established it, we, we, we actually had the luxury of being able to develop a whole new school culture. Even though we're part of Humanville High School, we're, we're sufficiently separate that we're able to look at where the students were coming from and where they were going to and establish a culture which would help them on that pathway. So we knew that if we, we um, continued a program of students being dependent, uh, not being given responsibility, um, being um, treated more like children, then that wasn't in their best interests to, to develop pathways towards the workforce. So we decided that we would model some adult learning behaviour and we were actually helped by the fact that we had adult courses operating in the building. So we came up with a phrase called step in, step up, step out. We knew that the students, the adult students, we couldn't expect them to act like school students. So we had to expect the the school students to step up to an adult level of learning and an adult level of expectation. So we treat them uh, more as employees, as students. We we give them responsibilities. Um, we we have. Uh, Things like uh, time clocks, where they clock in and they clock out. We don't have um, normal behaviour management um, processes. We have a performance improvement process. Um, We don't have suspensions. We don't have detentions. We don't have relocations. We have um, performance improvement. So if a student's not performing in in some way, the first step is a... um, (coughs) Excuse me uh... an informal chat with their supervisor uh... then again if they if they don't continue to improve then they get a formal written warning which is like what would happen in the workplace and again up to formal written warning too and then if they still don't continue most of our students are seventeen or eighteen and we we then say well you're not actually showing that uh... you are contributing to this program you're not committed to it so if you were an employee you would be sacked um... and so those sort of level of expectation on the students really changes their mindset to about to why they are here. They know they're, they're here because there's a definite outcome, they're not here just because they have to be at school. So um, it changes the mindset, it improves the performance and um, the results are on the board.
0: Yeah, and given all of that, do you find that students typically find employment within the aquaculture industry once they leave school?
1: Uh, absolutely. So um, I've actually lost count now. It's over 40, um, perhaps closer to 50 students out of our program since 2014 have got uh, employment with the two salmon companies. Um, their employment levels have been growing um, hugely. They actually invest in in our operation because they can see that they're developing their, their employees of the future. Um, so both the, both the companies engage with us really directly to, to shape our program, um, to engage with our students and put them on those employment pathways because they can see that our young people are the leaders in their industry of the future. They're not just the, the grunts. They've got, to, they've got the capacity to, to develop the technical knowledge and operate the, the highly technical equipment. So, um, yeah, as I said, I've lost count of the exact number, but it's approximately 75% employment outcome directly out of our course.
0: And Steve, I was wondering if you could touch on some of the other skills that students are learning that would be transferable to any industry, I guess, other than um, aquaculture, any industry that they choose to work in.
1: Sure. So when we established the centre um, back uh, ready for our first cohort in 2013, um, we originally thought that students would be attending our vocational training programs here, which run two days a week. And we expected that they would continue their education at one of our secondary colleges in Hobart for the remaining time. And we soon found out that the students wanted a full-time program here at Huonville. So then we had to look seriously around what that program would look like. Um, at the time, most of our students were on that vocational pathway. Um, they wanted to, to gain their qualification, and then gain apprenticeships or, or further training and employment in, in industry. So we decided we would complement the vocational training courses with what we call the wraparound program. Wraparound stands for Work Readiness Achievement Program, and that is a program which focuses on employability skills. So we we run a, a course called Certificate Two in Skills for Work and Vocational Training. Uh, sorry, vocational pathways, um, which focuses on a large amount of those sort of what the what would commonly be called soft skills, so it's uh, it's attitude, it's initiative, it's um, punctuality, it's all those things that employers are looking for in addition to the, the actual qualification. And then we package into that some essential literacy and numeracy and ICT support as well, p- together with some project management. Um, programs because we knew that employees of the 21st century are not just going in day in day out and doing um, jobs that they're told to do. They actually expected to have initiative and to manage projects um, and work together in teams. So that wraparound program has really been the key to the success of our students in, in gaining their not just the employment, also gaining their TCE, uh, which is Tasmanian Certificate of Education because it guarantees them all the literacy, numeracy and ICT and pathway planning ticks um, as well as points. It's a bit hard to explain how our our system works. Um, So it has that added benefit. We, We didn't actually plan for it to be the pathway towards the TCE, we planned for it to be the employment pathway, but we've actually found that our TCE results much better because of the students going through that program in, in year eleven, particularly.
0: Fantastic. And just finally, then Steve, what impact has this program had on the local community?
1: Um, the community's really em- embraced it. Well, as I said, one of the things about the trade training centre in particular is that it, it hosts adult and community training as well. So, it's really become sort of like an education hub for the region. Huon Valley is an interesting interesting place. I previously worked uh, or did a bit of bit of work with an adult learning organisation within our education department, and we found that um, the Huon Valley had the highest uptake of, of adult learning in any area of the state, um, and that sort of is, is, has supported us with the Trade Training Centre as well. Um, so a lot of buy-in from community even uh, more importantly, a lot of buy-in from, from industry, so industry see this place as, as a, um, a place where they, they know that they can get quality uh, and quality potential employees. Um, we had one of the major um, auto dealers from, from Hobart, which is our capital city about um, 45 minutes away, um, actually come down here last year and targeted four of our students that they wanted to employ and put through apprenticeship in, um, in motor mechanics. Um, and I think it's quite unique that um, instead of uh, schools going out and trying to contact employers and trying to find opportunities for their students, employers are actually coming to us um, and, and using us as a, as a recruitment place for, for their industry. So it's, it's been really beneficial.
0: That's all for this episode. To access the full transcript of this podcast, head to teachermagazine.com.au. That's where you'll also find the latest articles, videos and infographics for free. And of course, our entire podcast archive is available at acer.ac forward slash teacher iTunes or soundcloud.com forward slash teacher hyphen acer.